Welcome to Keep It 100 Podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and a real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Keep It 100. This is your boy, Sean. Hey, and this is your girl, Krista. We are super excited about this episode. You need to fasten your Holy Ghost safety belts. This is going to be a ride, but it's sure to inspire you and launch you to some new places. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode. I tell you what, Keep 100 Tribe, get ready because this seriously is like power packed and revelation packed. You know, this just right around the corner for you Bay Area people, and we actually even have some people flying in, which is really fun from Texas and maybe maybe some other parts of the nation. We are having our monthly momentum night and we're having it this coming June 9th. And we're actually having Tommy and Miriam Evans as our special guests at momentum night here in the Bay area. It's at Sequoia community church, 7 PM Friday night, June 9th. It is a free event. Literally. We're like, bring the sick, bring the lost, bring the broken, bring the ones in bondage because we're about to have a freedom and healing night. And so we're just encouraging everyone in the Bay, let your friends know, let your people know, let your church know, let's pack the house out at Sequoia community church june 9th 7 p.m for our monthly momentum night what happened last momentum night was fantastic we're so excited for what god's doing here in the bay but we just believe we're going to go from glory to glory to glory so we're coming expecting so we hope that we see you there if you needed more information check it out on our website or on our social media platforms at www.seanandkristasmith.com and just to throw this out there we got chris at day and the momentum worship team yeah they're going to be doing it and then a quick test testimony last momentum night Krista brought it a phenomenal word we just got in a testimony of a word of knowledge that called out a woman whose thyroid uh, levels put her on significant uh, drugs and prescriptions for the last 25 years she received the word received healing went back to her doctor and her doctor essentially was speechless and she is no longer on medication no longer has a thyroid condition she was healed at our last momentum night the word of knowledge receiving healing so we are believing this next momentum night June 9th specifically we're believing for healings. So get out there and bring people that need healing. And we're super excited about that. Hey, Keep It 100 Tribe, we're about to go into this amazing conversation. We have Tom and Miriam Evans. As for mentioned, uh, they head up Revival Mandate Ministries and they are both authors. Uh, they've been on shows such as uh, Sid Roth's It's Supernatural, The Resting Place, other shows. They travel as revivalists. They've been to many nations all across this nation. They are known for being catalysts for revival healings. You're going to hear some incredible healings and some incredible just secrets and stuff. And so right now, let's go into this interview with Tommy and Miriam Evans. Keep your 100 tribe. As I have told you, we've got some of our most awesome friends, the most amazing couple as it relates to revival, healing, miracles. God has used them in the nations of the world, all across our nation. We are so excited to have on the Keep Your 100 podcast, Tommy and Miriam Evans. Welcome, you guys. Thank you, guys. We're so, We're so honored. Kristen and I, we, we have done so much with you guys. We've been in so many rooms. The Apostolic uh, Prophetic Council, I always get all the acronyms wrong. <laughs> but we are so excited because we get to have you guys June 9th. That's right, listeners, 7 p.m., Oakland, California. Hello, Bay Area and beyond. We're going to have the yeah. Evans with us on a night for miracles, revival, healings. And uh, it, it's, it's just amazing how God uses 
issue. Isn't that right, Krista? Oh, I tell you what, I'm so excited you guys are coming because I know what you carry. And the Bay doesn't even know. They're not even ready for the Evans to show up. And so we've just been putting a stake in the ground for revival. And we really feel like you guys are that perfect complement to just come and just break, help us break open those wells of revival and that move of God, the signs, wonders, and miracles, which you guys walk in mightily. We're going to talk about that. Um, but what you guys bring, I'm so excited. And I got to say this because you guys will laugh. Um, Lindsay, who's from Trinity, you know her, and she works with yeah. Cindy. She messaged me on Instagram. This is hilarious. And she's like, this is the collab of all collabs. She's like, I'm coming <laughs> in from Dallas. So her and her friend are legit flying in for the momentum June 9th in the Bay because she's like, the Evans and the Smiths, she's like, I have to be in the room. And I was like, that's like the greatest compliment ever, collab of all collabs. I was like, in a day where it's all about who you're collaborating with, I was like, we get a collab with the Holy Ghost and the Evans. It's going to be a wild night. So this is an invitation come for on. the wild ones to come out. We want those that are hungry, that are just burning for the things of God. Join us in the base of free event, 7 p.m. Sequoia Community Church. The info's on Sean and I's Instagrams and social media, Facebook. Um, we've also tagged the Evans and so it should be on their social media as well. It's on our website. So show up and show out because God's about to do something. So we're excited. All right, should we dive in? Because I'm ready for this conversation. Let's, let's, let's yeah, do we, it. We got, we got some it. of wisdom and revelation in both Tommy and Miriam. And you guys are itinerant just like Sean and I. And I know you guys are seeing God do so much in the nation, but I'd love for you just to begin opening up with really kind of talking about every move of God that we see, which we're seeing now. We're going to get to that in a moment. But every move of God begins with like an encounter. It begins with revelation. That call for revival that you carry began initially with an encounter you had with God. And so in the Keep It 100 tribe, we love origin stories. What's that initial encounter that really propelled you into the call of revival that you have for today? Go for it, babe. Wow. I would have to say that uh, Evan Roberts, the leader of the great Welsh revival, had just kind of stated it in one of my favorite quotes. He says, make no mistake, God cannot do a great work through you until God does a great work in you first. And I have to tell you that my first initial encounter with God is the awakening that he did within me first. You know, there was a time in my life years ago that I didn't believe that God liked me, much less loved me. And even while I was a sinner and while I was in the midst of addiction and I was in the midst of infirmity, he came and he healed my body. There were people that, that came after me anyways and laid hands on me and, and prayed for me. And when I saw the love of the Father and the mercy of God heal me from several uh, infirmities in my body, from a neurological disorder to eating disorders to addictions, something awakened within me to where I thought, if God can do it for me, I know he can do it for others. And it began that encounter of God setting me free. Sometimes that is the encounter, right. reconnecting and remembering the testimony of what God has done in us. And then it ignited a fire within me. I remember there were times after that, that I would lay in bed and I couldn't sleep because the power of the Holy Spirit was on me. And I had to come to a place of action to say, God, I don't know what we need to do, but when I wake up in the morning, I've, I've got to see souls come to Jesus. I've got to see the sick healed, the dead raised. I've got to see demons cast out because God, you did it for me. You're alive. You're real. It's not a fairy tale in the book, in the Bible. It's all real. And so sometimes the encounter is remembering what did he do for me and how can I partner with the Holy Spirit to see him replicate that miraculous testimony or the salvation? How can I partner with the Holy Spirit to see him do that? And, and I can speak a little bit on behalf of my husband that that ignites 
ignites us. There's a fire that's hit our life where we know what he's done for us. And now we've had the honor and privilege to see what he's done for so many across the United States in different nations. And what God did once, he's going to do it again. Oh man, I love that. Miriam, that's so powerful. And you brought up such a great point. Sometimes the encounter is remembering what he delivered you from. And it's so true. When we look at where we were and what God's done now, it makes us do want nothing but to give it to other people. Cause we're like, if this is available, right? I can't, I can't be okay with people living in addiction and bondage when I've been set free. If you've been, you know, given freedom, you want to give freedom away. And you guys model that day in, day out. Like, I love that your ministry is all about freedom. You know, it's, it's what you carry, whether it's from infirmity, whether it's from addiction, it's what you guys walk and you walk in a revelation of the freedom in Christ Jesus. So Tommy, what about you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, it has honestly for me been, um, from one realm of glory to the next. I, I'll tell you the very first time I actually, I would say I really encountered God was about 23 years ago. Uh, Miriam and I were newly married, uh, just came off of living a life of sin. Honestly, we were two hot messes to say the least. Um, but God had a bigger plan for us and he called us into the ministry. We had two pastors who just saw the call of God and said, you guys need to, you're, you're call, you have a calling on your life. You need to be part of what we're doing. And, uh, we signed up to be their associate pastor, youth pastor, all the, all of the above really is one of those churches where you did everything. You were the janitor, you were the worship leader, you were, you know, so, uh, so Mary and I just dove all in. We were green. We had no idea what we were doing and we were doing all of the right things and everything was incredible, but I just felt like there was something still missing. I felt like, you know, um, there's gotta be more to this God that I read about. I didn't want to just know God, uh, just with information. I wanted to know him as the God of encounter, uh, that I read about and, uh, Miriam, honestly, to be honest, Miriam started having these, you know, encounters with God and angels were showing up and all of this stuff was happening. She was hearing the Lord. And to be honest, uh, I was happy for her, but I was frustrated for me because I was like, God, I want to hear you. And I, and I remember literally just crying out to God and I, I was beating my, my fist on the bed. I'm like, God, I, I've got to hear you. I've got to encounter you. And honestly, it sounded like a lot of complaining. I was in a, in, a, in a place of just striving. And then I got a revelation in Corinthians that talks about beholding. And, you know, the Lord began to show me, listen, you're not transformed by performing. You're transformed by beholding. And so I started, I started to realize, I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? Jesus is worthy. Whether I ever encounter him or not, he's still worthy because of what he did on the cross. And I just made a decision to take up my priestly role and just minister to him. I got a revelation just to minister to the Lord. And as I was ministering to the Lord, I would just lift up his name and just love on him. And, and uh, I would pray for people as they came to mind. And I'll never forget this. It was the first time I ever encountered Jesus. Um, all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere in my bedroom began to change. And uh, actually, let me back up a little bit. Miriam and I made a decision before that. You know, we had Catherine at the time. She's our oldest daughter. She was a little thing. And uh, so we would take turns. She would go into the bedroom and lock the door and then she would come out and I would go in and we would watch Catherine or do, we were in school at the time. And, um, and so it was my turn. I was in there and I'm sitting there just worshiping Jesus. And I'd never encountered him, never heard his voice, uh, never felt his presence. And I'm there and the whole atmosphere changed and everything in my being knew it. Mm. Everything. I, it, I didn't have to guess. 
I didn't have to wonder. I knew that Jesus was in the room. It was that manifest presence of God that just descended in the room, and I was apprehended. Um, I began. I was overwhelmed by the love of God so much so where I began to weep uncontrollably for hours, and I just laid in the floor undone. And literally in that moment of encounter, in that weightiness of presence, I honestly was like things were coming out of my mouth that scared me. Like God, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. I'll do whatever you want us to do. And He had my yes. And when I came out of the encounter, I was like, what in the world was that? I'd never encountered that before. And then I realized later it was the baptism of his love. You know, love compels us to do things that we could never do on our own. Love compels us to take up our cross daily and follow after him. And that's exactly what God was saying. He says, listen, what you're going to need in these coming days, in the next season of your life, you're going to be, you're going to need to be immersed in the love of God. Mm. And so that was my very first. I've had many uh, other encounters since then divine impartation. I mean, so many ways that God likes to, uh, or vehicles that he likes to use to distribute his presence on your life. But I'd say that was probably one of the most defining moments in my life was that that encounter with his manifest presence, which just wrecked me forever with his love. You know, Tommy, or actually everybody, you know, it's so funny because everything from cruises to eating out food to movies, Marvel, and the word you hear over and over again is experience. Mm-hmm. Come get this seven-day cruise experience. Come get this dining culinary experience. Experience, experience, experience. And I think for a lot of listeners, and I love what you guys are sharing, is that it's like when your experience of God isn't ongoing, it sets an expiration date on your revelation. Because a revelation that isn't rooted in a current experience becomes religious like history, tradition after a while. And so I think there's so many people that when they hear this, because they've not had that place of continued ongoing experience, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus wants to walk a walk with us. The Holy Spirit is sent and he would make Jesus real to us. And what I'm hearing you guys say is that Jesus done it. And in that freshness is the outbirth of so much of the things that you guys are seeing. And so that just stood out to me and that it, it inspires me too to say, God, I want more. I want the more. Absolutely. And I just want to, I just want to just real quick encourage people that may be listening right now. I just, I'm just kind of feeling the, the presence of the Lord on this. Just know that there is more. And, and it's really easy. You know, you don't have to strive. Just quit performing. You know, God told me a long time ago, listen, just put away the prayer list. Like I, I think prayer lists are, they have their place. But he's like, you know what? Just put away the prayer list. Just come be with me. Come dine with me. And I'll. And the Lord said, I'll deal with your prayer list because I know what you need before you ask of it. And so just, I, I just want to encourage those. There is always more. If you ever get to a place where you feel like you've experienced all there is to God, then you're sitting under a religious spirit, you know? And so it's like, wait, come on. Like there's more, there is more. And so that's why I, I love that scripture from glory to glory, from glory to glory. There's always more. I love that, Tommy. You know, I always say when someone says they're bored in their their life with the Lord, I'm like, then you haven't had a fresh encounter lately. You haven't been spending time in the presence of the Lord. Because if you're bored or you feel like I've been there, done that, then you haven't been experiencing the reality of the living King. Because every single encounter is fresh and deep and transforming. And so I, I love your guys' stories. I love what Sean said. You know, and like Sean and I, you guys travel and you minister. Like those initial encounters actually translated for you, bringing, bringing that to other people. 
people all over the world. And so now what God's done in you, now he's doing through you. Very similar to what Miriam shared. And you really are living that. What are you guys seeing as you minister around the world, whether it's in America or beyond? What are kind of the key things you're seeing God do right now in the church at large? Wow. I would say he's igniting a hunger. He's igniting a hunger for the real thing. You know, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is igniting a hunger in believers and unbelievers alike to search out the real thing. So that way, when they see the real presence of Jesus, when they see the image of Christ in us, as it should be, Paul says, we're supposed to be living epistles, walking advertisements of what the gospel really is. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit's igniting a hunger in them so that when we truly come in with the power of the Holy Spirit, we take our eyes off of our inability, put it on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, they come in and they recognize something. There's even a discernment that kicks in and they're like, wait a second, there's something different here because I don't feel the same way. It it reminds me of, there was a meeting that we did and there was a gentleman who had just done drugs in the parking lot and he felt compelled to come to the meeting. Nobody was twisting his arm other than the spirit of God and God began to ignite a hunger in his life. He began to pull him in and he walked in and I don't even know what I was saying, but after the meeting, he came down and he said, when I walked in, I saw you preaching. You were talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said, I saw lightning in the room and I thought it was because of the drugs that I was on. But then all of a sudden you begin to talk about Jesus being our savior and our baptizer and the Holy Spirit. And he said, I sobered up. And my immediate response was they gave me, and he said the name, but they gave me a bad street drug. He thought somebody like fooled him and gave him a bad street drug. And then he realized that the, that God sobered him up in a moment wow. and he gave his life to Jesus a year, and, he, and he got set free completely of that wow. addiction. And a year later, I was able to make contact with a friend of his and he's still set free and sober and in a men's group and all the things. Ooh. There's The spirit of God is drawing people to Jesus, which is one of his jobs. That's, that's what he's going to do. He's going to draw all men to Jesus and he's igniting a hunger. And we're finding that on the East Coast, the West Coast of the United States, places that have been written off by Christians, by religious spirits that like, oh, it's too hard. They're too far gone. God is igniting revival. He's igniting a hunger. He's drawing people to himself through the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't matter what background we have. It doesn't matter if we have um, a long list of like letters behind our name while I honor education. As long as we give him our yes and we're willing to preach the gospel with the demonstration, the Holy Spirit will come and he will confirm it. And he's setting people free. He's healing them. He's saving them. He's delivering them. And we see God truly reviving our nation back to life right now. Oh my goodness. That is so strong. That is so powerful, Miriam. And I love that you followed up with that young man. And a year later, he's on fire for God, living for the Lord, has not gone back to drugs because when you get set free by Jesus, you get set free. Like Sean's grandma's testimony, you know, she got radically delivered from decades of alcoholism. And she says, baby doesn't, you know, she said, grandbaby, and maybe Sean can say it better than me. Grandma doesn't need 12 steps. She just needs one step, Jesus. And it really is the power of one encounter. And I feel like our nation is in a moment of one encounter. In one encounter, everything changes. Tommy, what about you? What are you seeing? Oh my goodness. It is, I'm going to tell you, we are just seeing a greater manifestation of the glory. Now this, we could take a whole subject on this, a whole different podcast, but we 
literally are seeing that weightiness of presence in such a way where people are getting touched by God, filled with the Holy Spirit, delivered of demons, healed without anybody laying hands on them, without any kind of personal ministry. And I love uh, what Ruth Ward Heflin said. She said that she's a prophet back in the 80s and 90s. Just admire her so much. But she says, listen, what God intends to do in the last days will only be accomplished in the glory. And I feel like we have crossed over the threshold. We're stepping into that dimension, that realm of great glory. And we're beginning to see it. We're beginning to see it, number one, crossing denominational lines. Um, Miriam and I were just in Houston at a Baptist church. This is the interesting thing. We did not know that we were being invited to a Baptist church. Praise God. But we were, hey, I love the Baptist. Come on, somebody for the Baptist. Absolutely. Miriam was a Baptist. She, was, she came out of the Baptist denomination as a little girl. But but uh, we were invited to minister. We had no idea that we were being invited. Uh, but the, this pastor, we did know. And he we did know him. He had been there, I think, only for eight months. He was a new pastor there. And he's walking us, ar- walking us around. He says, oh, by the way, this is a Baptist church. And I've only been here for eight months. But I want to get all my deacons filled with the Holy Ghost. So I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> so Mary and I, I'm not kidding. You guys, like, this is this is the honest to God truth. We went back to the hotel. I was like, Lord, if you don't show up. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I, we need you. So, no kidding. So we're there, and we begin to minister. Miriam's pro- preaching on the fire of God. I'm, we're up there together, and we begin to minister. And all of a sudden, the glory of God came into that room. There was probably I don't know four or five hundred people there, and the glory came to that room. And we invited people to come up and receive the baptism of fire. And the whole congregation came to the front. Children, literally, listen. Children falling out under the power of God eight, nine years old, sitting there with their eyes wide open, just totally blasted by God. Teenagers under the power apprehended the teenagers. There's probably about 30 or 40 teenagers. uh, When we were praying for them, they all went out under the power of God. And as soon as they hit the floor, they hit the floor and they were hit with holy laughter. Okay. They don't have context for this. Wow. And so God is just just releasing His glory. We saw miracles, metal uh, in this lady's neck dissolved. Uh, there was a girl there uh, who had an 18-year disease that caused her to go deaf in one ear. Her ear opened up. No one laid hands on her. Um, these are the kinds of things that God is doing. So he's increasing his glory. It's crossing denominational lines. Uh, he's also coming in unconventional places and spaces. Uh, we've been just, God just said, listen, I, you know, Miriam had the wild idea. We had a local coffee shop here in Middle Othian, and we just wanted to host something, you know, uh, uh, locally. And we just asked the owners if they'd be willing to allow us just to kind of hold a little worship night. And they said, absolutely. We've had, we've been dreaming of this. And the name of the coffee house is Moravian Coffee House. I thought that was kind of cool. We've just been meeting, but the glory has been coming on this coffee shop. Two or three hundred people showing up uh, when we do these and people are getting delivered of demons, healed, all of these things. And so this is what we're seeing. And uh, we'll be talking about it more when we're there with you guys. But God is anointing people right now to be carriers of this weighty glory that he's pouring out. And uh, oh my goodness, it's just exciting to see. Wow, Man, oh my goodness. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And the cool thing with kids is that kids don't fake stuff, right? They're not going <laughs> to laugh if it isn't God. They're not going out in the power. There's no courtesy falls amongst Gen Z. It's, they, they 
hunger for the authentic. It's got to be the real deal. I am just so curious. I'm going to jump in and ask you guys a question here. Uh, just over you guys' years, and I know you guys have got at least a couple books out, Miriam. You have the most recent. You guys did another one as it relates to prophetic uh, decrees and principles and other stuff, declarations. I want to ask you, what are some principles and revelations that you guys have learned that you could share with our listeners as it relates to walking in revival, making revival a lifestyle? None of us wants revival to be a meeting with a clock on the wall that starts at a time, ends at a time. Uh, I love to say that if your revival starts and ends, it wasn't revival uh, in terms of how God intended it. You had a good meeting. You had a, a you know, maybe an outpouring, but revival has got to leave the building. It's got to keep going. And so what are some principles and revelation you guys have learned in terms of living a revival lifestyle? Um, yeah, I would, gosh, there's so many, but I would choose risk. I would, I would say risk, like doing it afraid, taking on the Acts chapter four prayer, God, fill us with boldness. Do the very thing that might get you in trouble with the religious spirit. Do the very thing that might push you out of popularity and all of those things. Because you know what? If Jesus was persecuted and they didn't like him, we just have to throw the fear of man out. We just have to come into this wall, throw the fear of man out and receive the fear of the Lord. You know, I love revivalist quotes. John Wesley, I believe, said, I fear God too much to fear man. And mm. I think we have to receive the fear of the Lord in place of the fear of man so that we can take risk. And risk, when I say risk, it's like John Wimber, the late John Wimber. He says, you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And so the Bible tells us that it's impossible to please God without faith. And regardless of the outcome of when we lay hands on the sick, whether they get healed or not, the Father's happy with that. Whether we lay hands to see the dead raised, which Tommy and I have done that multiple times, and we are believing we're going to see the dead raised. We believe that the resurrection power of Jesus is going to be restored to the church, the body of Christ in America once again. And so I believe as we take God's word and we step out in faith, we step out in risk through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We cannot do anything without him. We cannot take a risk. We cannot be bold. We cannot obey Jesus. We cannot live right. We cannot be holy. That's another thing. We just got to lay it down now. But in Christ, in the fellowship of Jesus, in the intimacy of the Holy Spirit, it's the John 15, abide in me and I will abide in you and we will bear much fruit. When we receive the intimacy in the presence of the Holy Spirit that we need, and I and I feel it even now, gosh, I, I believe that people listening right now are receiving just such a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit to take risks, that there's a holy boldness coming upon people right now to, to begin to advance the kingdom of God. So I would just say the intimacy with the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, so that we can be risk takers and faith walkers to see Jesus glorified. Ooh, my goodness, that's so good. And you're so right. It's when you take risks that you see the impossible, you see the miraculous, right? You, you're, you're not going to see the stuff if you can't take the risk. And, and I love that because you're not doing it because you feel like, oh, I got this. You're doing it because you're like, God, you said in your word, you'll do it. So I'm partnering and I'm agreeing with God's word. And there might even be fear, but you're pushing through the fear and you're standing on God, you know, and you're standing on his word. And I love that. And I think our listeners today, they're hearing, because I love this question Sean asked, they're hearing uh, you guys move so strong in signs, wonders, and miracles are like, but how do I do it? And just you breaking it down. And Tommy, I, we can't wait to hear from you, you know, just breaking it down on like, hey, it's just risk. I'm just stepping out every single meeting, every single 
single service, every coffee shop, every, I'm just doing my daily life. I'm just stepping out. Every day is full of God risk. And it might sound simple, but if you begin to practice mm-hmm. that risk, that's where you actually begin to have the miraculous released in your life. Um, so it's like, this is, a, this is an application moment for someone that's hearing this. This isn't just something for you to hear. This is something for you to do, right, Tommy? And then Miriam, jump back in if you feel like you got more to share. So I didn't want to cut you off. I just got excited. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll go back. That was so good, babe. But I'll, I'll go back to even what Krista said at the beginning, you know, before we can have revival through us, we got to have revival in us. And I'm, I'm reminded of that passage in Leviticus 6, where, you know, said that God said, listen, I'm going to send the fire, but you've got to keep it burning. And that's part of our stewardship, stewarding personal revival so that we can have revival around us. And, and, and again, it goes back to the priesthood. I believe I, we said that at the beginning, the priests were the ones who kept the fire burning. It's our ministry to the Lord and Miriam hit on that. But there are a few things that I feel like that um, does help us really steward revival, keep that fire burning and our life. And number one, I would say is keeping the testimony of Jesus. What is God doing? Find out what he's doing, where he's doing it, steward it, talk about it, pray into it, uh, inconvenience yourself if necessary. You know, I, Miriam said this when a meeting and I'm like, man, I'm taking that. That was so good. But she said this, she says, listen, when you cry out for revival, what you're crying out for is God to inconvenience you. And, and that's exactly, I mean, come on, it, it's the truth. And so like, are we willing to be inconvenienced for revival because revival can be messy. Revival can be uncomfortable. Revival is going to pull us out of our comfort zone so that the comforter can come and give us the strength that we need to steward what he wants to take us into. And so I would say keeping the testimony, you know, being inconvenienced. And also one of the most key things that I think in terms of stewarding revival, uh, walking in miracles is getting around people who are burning. You know, Mm. do you have a people? Do you have a people that you know who is seeing what you want to see, who is burning? Like, come on, like the birds of a feather flock together. If you're around people that are bringing you down and, or, you know, uh, you know, always woe is me, those kinds of things before long, you're going to kind of start carrying that. But if you're getting around people who are burning for Jesus, burning for what God is doing, maybe they're operating at a level of breakthrough that you're not operating, if you get around them, you'll catch it. We have seen this. Um, I I love, you know, a real quick story just about divine impartation. We had the wonderful privilege of sitting under Pastor Bill Johnson. He's he's a father of ours. We loved him. We love him dearly. And um, I remember his story about when him and Randy Clark wanted to see breakthrough in metal dissolving in people's bodies. They had prayed for a lot of people to be healed uh, and they saw a lot of miracles, but that was the one thing that they never really saw, but they heard of a man by the name of James Maloney. He was a prophet who saw this all the time. And they asked James, listen, James, will you pray for us? Will you lay your hands on us? We're believing God for this breakthrough. And if you don't know about laying on the hands, those are listening. It's Hebrews 6. It's an elementary teaching. It's divine impartation. Um, But they asked Maloney to pray. And they received that prayer and they begin to see miracles with metal dissolving in people's body. Well, as Bill was sharing this, Miriam and I are like, sign us up. Papa, Bill, you got to pray for us. We want to see that breakthrough. And I'm not kidding. Every miracle service that we have, we have at least one person that metal dissolves in their body. Every single time, every time we do it, we have at least one person. And it's all because we got around somebody who was carrying something that we did not have. And so I want to 
encourage the listeners right now, if you're not walking in revival, get around somebody who is, because what they carry will rub off on you. Maybe it's walking in the miraculous. Maybe it's having a good marriage and you're like, you know what? I don't know how to have a good marriage. Get around somebody who's got a great marriage. They'll rub off on you. You know, you can make that, you can apply this any way that you want to. And so, yeah, that's what I would say in terms of stewarding personal revival. Uh, really what sets us up for success as we move forward. My yeah. goodness. I love that. And you know, I've seen that in my life and I know Sean would agree. He's seen that in his life. That's why Sean and I always say, get in the room. There's Come something on. about when you're in proxy to an anointing that is unusual or different than what you carry, or just in the more of maybe, maybe you walk in the beginning stages of something, but they walk in such a deep place in it. You're like, I want more of that. Sean and I, like you guys have positioned ourselves over and over and over of just sitting underneath, you know, those anointings. And Sean, I love him. Uh, you got to share, Sean, how you would just have, you would literally uh, go up to people that carried it and you would like bend down and put their hand on your head. Cause you're like, I'm getting that impartation. <laughs> like there's something about that hunger and position yourself for the, for the impartation. Cause I really believe when you get in proxy, there's an outpouring. So true. So true. I, man, as you're just sharing that, I can't wait for you guys to come right? and be with us June 9th. I want you to lay oh, hands on us, man. Absolutely. I want and I'm so excited and gloriously jealous for the Bay Area uh, to just have that. And so I'm I'm going to give a shameless mid-podcast <laughs> shout out plug that they're going to be with us June 9th. If you've not forgotten in Oakland, California, 4292 Keller Avenue, 7 p.m. We're going to have the Evans with us all, all night. It's going to be profound. Kristen, why don't you go ahead and take it? Yeah. You know, I tell you what, I, I as as they're talking and we've, we've had the privilege of sitting in their services, uh, we sit on a, a prophetic round table together with Mama Cindy Jacobs and we all, she's a spiritual mama in all of our lives. Um, you know, and I think we, we know what you guys carry and I love that you guys have already been coming to California. You already have that in you. Your daughter's a part of kind of a circuit writers group. Um, is it hope for California? Is that what she's a part of or is it pray it's for California? California will be saved. California will be saved. I love that because they're leading like prayer and worship nights and movements around California and all different cities. It's such a powerful movement. If you guys don't know about it and you're part of from California. Um, but what I love is, you know, sitting in that prophetic round table with you guys and hearing what the Lord shares through you. I, I want to pull on that prophet in both of you. Um, and whether it's a word specifically for California or it's a word for the nation or nations at large, whatever it is, what do you feel like are some key things the Lord is prophesying at this moment? Um, because I know you guys have walk in such a depth with God. And that, again, I, I view both of you guys in the office of prophet. Um, and you guys have uh, just walked in it so with such integrity. And I've seen what you prophesied come to pass again and again. So I would love just to give space for our listeners to hear what's God saying right now. And I know you shared a little bit, but just like on a, on a prophetic level, what do you feel like God's declaring over the nations right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know for sure I can start with California. I, we were there two weeks ago with uh, Papa Cheon and spoke and we're in their house. And I teased everybody. I said, yeah, I said, God's doing such an incredible move in California. Like you guys are keeping me up at night. I said, because I keep having these encounters and dreams of tsunami waves that are sweeping the coast. I've seen it in the East coast, but it's been since January. It's, it's been like incredible. The recurring dreams of the tsunamis that are hitting the West coast. And in the dream, God reveals to me, it's not, it, I know it's symbolic of a move of the spirit so much so that I find myself seeing headquarters set up, headquarters of revival being 
being set up in California in different places in the nation of the United States. And when I say headquarters, it's like headquarters of revival because the wave hit America and God is positioning, transitioning people to prepare them for the tsunami wave of his spirit, the glory of the Lord that's going to sweep into our nation. And God is setting up people in such a way where they can be glory hubs, if you will, where you don't have to travel eight days or whatever to get to an outpouring. God's positioning people. He's raising up revivalists in this hour that can steward the glory of the Lord, that can carry the glory in such a way that cities and regions are transformed, nations are transformed, that people who are unbelievers drive into a particular location geographically and the Spirit of God arrests them and they begin to come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, crying out, what must I do to be saved? We've seen this in the first and second great awakening. We've seen this where people would come in to the to the Massachusetts and to the Bay Harbor and into places in California, Los Angeles, different places, lands of revival that have been marked by the Spirit of God, wells that are being redug. Again, people would come into these regions and they'd say, I need to find a church. I need to find a priest. I need to find a pastor. They may not have had language, but they knew that the Spirit of God was leading them to, to and drawing them to Jesus. And so I believe that that is, is already happening. We've seen that with the Asbury Revival. We've seen that on the West Coast and the East Coast. I believe we're going to see it in an uptick in the Bay when we come in June, not because of us, but because God is not a liar. And if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And I just believe that the Bay is going to be swept with the glory of the Lord, that it's going to be a Bay of his glory. It's going to be a glory hub there. And I, I'm so excited and we're also very honored to be able to partner with you guys and partner with many people around California because the Lord showed me in January. He gave me last encounter. He, he gave me an encounter and I'll transition out, but it's it's where I saw the waves again crashing in and I heard thunder. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit began to speak to me in the dream, in the book of Psalms that says that the glory of God thunders. The glory of the Lord thunders over. The voice of the Lord thunders over the waters. And it was like the water was responding to the thunder. And I began to get a revelation that the Holy Spirit is going to respond and to confirm the word of the Lord in the preaching of the gospel. He's going to confirm the gospel. He's going to show people that Jesus is real all throughout California. Oh my goodness, Miriam, you you just don't even know, girl. That is such the heart of God that just so causes my heart to leap. And isn't it like the Lord? I think there's so many examples. I think uh, one of them is Barak in the book of Judges. And often God goes to the scene of the deepest oppression to raise up the deliverers for the moment. And so many people have left California. They've given up on California. They've said things. There's uh, prophecies out there uh, or have been in the past about uh, the big earthquake, California falling into the Pacific Ocean. But isn't it God that we're, some would say that that earthquake would cause these tidal waves of destruction, but you're saying you're seeing a tsunami of awakening coming to California. I love that. And our listeners have heard uh, me share and Krista share so many of the prophetic dreams and encounters we've had for California. I want to ask you, Tommy, my brother, the same question, man. Your prophetic bead is just solid. You're, you're just one of the friendliest, most Christ-like, loving, 
truth speaking dudes I know. Uh, I mean, what do you feel like God is saying? And again, it could be California, it could be the nation, yeah. uh, it could be for the listeners. Just what do you feel like God is saying? Well, I, I would just say yes and amen to what Miriam was talking about. And I mentioned a little bit earlier about the glory. And then I'll mention one specific thing that I do think that he's doing this year and, and into next. But well, I'll go ahead and tell you uh, the, the specific thing. One of the things the Lord began to show, show me for the year 2023 and into 2024, that he was releasing the spirit of a pioneer to pioneer and to build and to plant, to pave a way in places that you've never been before, you know? And so uh, I believe that is in the natural building, buildings, ministries, uh, businesses, uh, all kinds of things like that. But I also feel like God is releasing that grace to even pave a way in places into God that you've never been before. And so um, there's something about the pioneering spirit uh, that God is releasing and anointing for that, for people to step into. So listen, this is the year and even going into next year, it's the year to start that business. It's the year to start that ministry. It's the year to start buying the land. I believe there's some people, Mary and I are believing God for some real estate because we feel like we're supposed to, to do that. And so I believe that there are people right now that are listening. God's been speaking to you about buying the land. Go buy the land, start the, start the process, put your hand to something. Uh, there's a scripture, I think it's in 2 Kings 4. Uh, there was a woman uh, who was a widow and had, had two sons. And uh, she was in a stuck place. She was in a hard place. Uh, the debtors were coming to collect. You know, the, the debt collectors were coming to collect for her because she owed them a lot of money. They were going to take her boys, her kids. And uh, the prophet shows up. Come on. The prophet on. shows up and he says, listen, what do you have? And she says, I have only a jar. And I feel like that's a word of the Lord right now as it pertains to this pioneering anointing, stepping into some new things. What is it that you currently possess in your account? You Use what you have, put it into the hand of the master and watch it multiply. Oftentimes we're so afraid to move forward. We're so afraid to step out and take that, that step of faith because we're afraid we're going to fail. But listen, that's where the enemy wants you. He wants you to stay in a place of stagnation. But I hear the Lord saying, step into those unknown places and take some risk and use what you currently possess and watch God multiply it in your hand. That's that's the number one. But I would want to just add to what Miriam was saying. Um, my goodness, you know, a lot of prophets, including one, I'm one uh, myself, uh, that this the 2023 was going to be a Psalms 23 kind of year. Um, Psalms 23, we've heard it. There's many of this listing. You've been through some stuff. You've walked through some valleys. You felt like, where are you, God? But I'd like to t- propose to you that even in the midst of the valley, God is anointing your head with oil and you're going to overflow. It's not the end of your story. And I just, I just prophesy this, even though the enemies are, are, are just ra- kind of gathering around you, resisting what God wants to do in you. Remember, you're seated at the table with the king and God wants to give you that revelation. But the beautiful thing about Psalms 23, God said to me, he says, Psalms 23 is the year 2023. The Psalms 23 is in preparation for the year 2024, which is Psalms 24, which is all about the king of glory. So this 23rd year, it, we're stepping into the year 
2024, and we're going to begin to see this great glory. We're already beginning to see it in 2023. I'm like, what is it going to look like in 2024? And I had a dream. I just thought of this dream. uh, And I had a dream where an angel showed up in the middle of the dream, and he showed me a calendar, and he pointed to the month of March 2024. So I'm just putting this out there. I don't know what that means. Watch the month of March 2024. I think it's going to be something extremely significant that God's going to do. And uh, I just want to encourage people uh, that if you know things that you're going through right now is in preparation for what God's about to do. Uh, and I'm just excited. But uh, but yeah, that's that's all I wanted to add to what Marion was saying. I thought that was really good. What I love about both you guys is is that number one, you guys are revivalists. Uh, you guys are risk takers. It's not just talk; it's your walk. But the other thing is that no one can be around you guys for any amount of time and not feel faith begin to spark in their hearts. It's like you guys have believed God. And and I feel like faith, if you've got a lot of options, a lot of times human nature is you don't go towards faith. Faith usually becomes that last resort. I'm thinking Hebrews 11, many of those patriarchs and matriarchs of faith, they were only able to see that exploit because they took a risk because they had no other options. It's not like Moses had another option with faith on the army breathing down his neck. It's like, you better lift up the rod and believe God. And you guys have done that again and again. And so uh, obviously June 9th, you guys are going to be with us. Anything that you want to share in terms of telling people the importance of getting in the building? It is a free event. So come on out to the Bay. Uh, you know, there's some great places you could come afterwards and say that you were at that revival that broke out on June 9th, 2023, that spread all across California. But anything you guys want to share in terms of why people People should get in the building June 9th. Well, I, I just want to say, I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share this. I want you there because it is Miriam and I's 23rd anniversary. And we have made a decision. And Tommy's birthday. We know. Listen, this is crazy. I, I'm just going to quickly say this. The year that we got married, Pentecost weekend just happened to fall on that weekend. It was kind of a weird June. You don't really see Pentecost on June, but it happened to fall that year, 23 years ago. And we had no idea what Pentecost even was. We didn't know. We were like, Pentecost, that sounds like fun, you know? And it's crazy. It's a whole long story. We, we'd have to go back to our Genesis. But at the time, Mary and I were two hot messes. Nobody wanted to marry us. And check this out. This is how redemptive God is. We go and we talk to a friend of a friend who said that her Jewish rabbi might marry us. And we just, and we went to talk to him. He was a Messianic Jewish rabbi. We sit down. We're just like, we want somebody to marry us, you know? We don't care who it is. And he says, well, I got to get a sign. When are you wanting to get married? We, sh- we sh- told him the date. He looked at the calendar. He looked back at us. He says, I'll marry you. That's Pentecost weekend. And that's how redemptive. And then he just sings this blessing that the weekend of our marriage and, and sang this bl- blessing in Hebrew over us. But the thing that happened on the day, there was not a, it was no forecast of rain whatsoever. And it rained torrential downpours. And God was prophesying our destiny. He was prophesying what we were called to do. He was prophesying that you're going to take Pentecost all around the world. And this is what I believe is going to happen. This June 9th is extremely significant. When we got the invitation, we we're like, we've got to do, we've got to be there. And um, so we, we just signed up and we're like, we're going because we're believing 
anything, that God is going to pour something out so fresh. And, it, and I believe that people are going to be apprehended by the glory. I believe people are going to be apprehended by the spirit of God. People are going to encounter God like they've never encountered him before. It's that glory to glory that we were talking about earlier. But I also sense, I feel that, and, and we're going to talk about this, but I feel like this is a commissioning service. This is going to be an anointing service. And, and God's going to put something on your life that you didn't have the minute before you walked in the building. It has nothing to do with Miriam and I. It has everything to do with what Jesus is doing. So get in the building. There's going to be a time of impartation. We're going to pray for everybody. We're ready to do it. We're all in. I know Sean and Krista, they're just burning and we're just honored to be with them. And we're just so thankful to run with these guys. And I know what they're stewarding and what they're cultivating in the Bay area has already laid a beautiful tapestry of what God's going to continue to do in that region. So we're excited. Come on. How about you too, Miriam? What would you say to someone that's thinking about coming? I tell you, I, I believe that people are going to see the resurrection power of Jesus. I believe that Jesus is going to come in there and show people that he's real. I believe that bodies are going to be able to bring those that need a miracle because the presence of the Holy Spirit will confirm the gospel and the gospel will be preached. You will hear what Jesus has done, what he has accomplished on the cross, and therefore people will be set free. Dead things will be raised back to life because Jesus is revival. And I believe that bodies are going to be healed. Marriages are going to be restored. Families are going to be restored. If you don't know who Jesus is, if you're curious about everything that you've heard on this podcast, we want you to come so that your curiosity can turn into an encounter with God, so that you can encounter Jesus so that you can see that he's real and so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you will be empowered to live a life for him. I I see people are going to have cycles broken off of their life. Every enemy that has tried to hold people back from walking into the fullness of their calling, I believe that that enemy is going to be lifted and removed off of people's lives and it's going to make an impact for the generation. Hey, bring those in the Gen Z generation. Bring those that are young, old, in between, that need to see God. This is a multi-generational revival. God is hooking up the generations to work together to see the kingdom of God advanced. And I say that because this is what we've been seeing, but we know it's going to go to another level June 9th in the Bay Area. I believe there's going to be such a shift for California because God is going to call those in California to be a remnant to see the glory of the Lord hit the golden state once again. Oh my goodness. You guys are about to make me shout and I would just mess up all the mics and everything. I'm serious. Anyone that knows me knows I'm super excitable anyway, but then the the spirit of the Lord and people that are connected to God in expectancy and your phrase, God's going to turn your curiosity into an encounter. Oh my goodness. Hey, Tommy and Miriam, how can our listeners uh, stay in contact with you guys? Is there any kind of projects, books, stuff? I know there are people listening. <laughs> I already know you guys are close friends, so I know how to get a hold of all your stuff, but there are a lot of people that don't. So can you share with us how we can partner with you, how we can follow you, and if there's any kind of product that I think our yeah. listeners will love to get your stuff and, and even any of your social media things. So go ahead. Well, we've got a, a few books. Uh, the first one, we have Decrees That Unlock Heaven's Power. Uh, that was a revelation that God gave us before we were seeing revival, before we were seeing miracle signs and wonders, before we were seeing what we're seeing. 
Um, God gave us a revelation. It's time to get on page with heaven. And that begins with renewing your mind by declaring what God's word says over you. So we have over 200 decrees in there, biblical based decrees, author's notes. You can get that on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. That's one. Uh, and number two, Miriam's uh, new book that she had come out this last year, Glory Miracles. It's her story. It's our story. It's all, she got all kinds of uh, testimonies and application. And it's just an incredible book. I, I was reading it and I was actually crying as I read it because I was so touched. It's just so touching. And, and it will, it will, there's a divine impartation to walk in miraculous and it will actually train you to uh, create atmospheres for miracles to flow. You can get that on Amazon as well um, or anywhere books are sold. And then I've got a book coming out um, in August, but you, it's out for pre-order. You can go to Amazon right now and pre-order. I'd love for everybody to do that if you're able to. It's called Anointed for Glory. And um, it's all about being anointed to carry the manifest presence of God. It talks about learning to discern the vehicles of the glory, the different ways that it manifests, partnering with angels. It's got all kinds of things in there uh, and it's loaded. It's, it's, it's loaded to help you and activate you into the realms of glory. And so you can get those books anywhere books are sold or on Amazon. Um, the way that you can get a hold of us, you can go to our website at revivalmandate.org. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter there. All of those information about us, you can do, go there. And then we're all about Instagram. So we've got, you know, you can follow me at Tommy Ray Evans on Instagram. You can follow my wife at Miriam underscore Evans. Is it two underscores, baby, or one? Two underscores, excuse me. So it's Miriam underscore underscore Evans uh, there on Instagram. And, and those are the best ways to get a hold of us to follow us and uh yeah wow i'm telling you what and i'm i'm super excited too because you guys are going to stay with us when you come so we'll we'll be able to stay up and talk or grab some time together we sure love you guys thanks so much for stopping by keep it 100 oh my goodness this thing is just gold to get time with you guys to hear your hearts and you got me so pumped i'm gonna get on the phone i'm gonna start calling folks left and right when we're gonna get the bear in full force our first obviously we did a conference momentum that god just shocked us. And we really felt, Krista in particular, we were to keep this thing going because a momentum isn't just an event. It's got to be ongoing or else it was just a moment. And our whole thing is that we want a moment that won't stop. That's how you get momentum. Mm -hmm. So we, within two weeks, we called our first momentum night. In two weeks, we had a building, 400 people showed up. There were people in the foyer. They, they, it just, and so we had our second one. We didn't even pick a good weekend. (laughs) We picked Mother's Day weekend on the night when the go to state warriors are playing LA in the playoffs and we still had close to three three 300 people showed up and we had miracles the first time we had deliverances we had people get healed baptized in the holy ghost people stayed till like started seven there are people that stayed till 11 45 at night so we gotta get up wow. and go group they're gonna be ready to run with you guys thanks so much you guys we sure love you guys we love you guys too and we're just can't wait to hang out with you guys and y'all are so precious and we just love you deeply and you're always so encouraging and you just champion people so well and we just love you you're such a a brother to us and we love you guys so much you and chris are incredible all right god bless oh my gosh i love them i am so excited they're coming to the bay this conversation got me all the more expectant for june 9th because it's about to blow out in the bay and i just believe there's going to be signs wonders and miracles because it's what they walk in but it's also what they impart and so if you want an impartation for a mir- for miracles for signs and wonders get into the house 
on June 9th, but I just love their heart. They're just amazing people. And, you know, we were texting back and forth after the podcast. And what I loved is Miriam said this, and I was like, you know, it's so true. She's like, spiritual parents are incredible, but spiritual siblings are equally as important. And she's like, you guys feel like our spiritual siblings. It is true. They really are family to us. And it feels like our brother and our sister, and we're just cheering each other on. And we love and value what they carry. They are the real deal. They live with integrity. And so just to have them come is such an honor. So Bay Area, show up and show out because God's about to encounter you. June 9th, Momentum Night. It's going to be amazing. It really is amazing. And I, I just feel like for Keeper 100 Tribe, when you when you see things from heaven's perspective, it's completely different than seeing things from earth's perspective. And one of the things that I feel like in this entire conversation, it's just a challenge to see things from heaven's perspective. We can look at a disease. We can look at an impossibility. We could look at the fact that maybe a promise hasn't come through for us, or we could look at a situation and see all of the crisis, but not see where Christ is, Christ the Savior, that is. So I just believe there's a challenge right now to begin to pray that God would begin to give you eyes to see as heaven sees, because if you can get the optics of heaven, you can walk in the narrative of the kingdom. Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends, and be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out, share this link on your social media platforms, and check us out at seanandkristasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Krista Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how this podcast has impacted you, so be sure to show us some love. Hey, Keep One Other Tribe, you do not want to miss our next episode as we're going to come at you with some new uh, episodes of some very exciting topics. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation will change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram and seanandkristasmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep it